to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, the gentleman himself, Elio Canella. Elio, say hi to the good folks. How's it going, listeners? Well, you know what? I've got to say, did it happen, Elio? Has has the whole wrestling world changed? Did we wake up and it's a whole new era? It, <laughs> it, it seems like it's a new day. Does it? Oh, no. No pancakes, my friend. No pancakes. <laughs> no pa- minus the pancakes. I, we're going to get into people today about all about AEW, uh, Double or Nothing. Yep. Um, the short of it is, it was a very good show. Mm-hmm. The long of it is, I don't think the wrestling world has changed. Um, <laughs> although, because, although many, many uh, people on the internet seem to think so with their opinions. So <laughs> AEW is better. If you're a fan of AEW, you can't like WWE. If you're a fan of WWE, you can't be a fan of AEW. Wow. Everyone uh, say just like Dina, like acting like a child. Yeah, we're we're gonna get into a whole bunch of these Facebook comments over all about AEW. Um, but first, I gotta ask Elio, did you have a good week? I did have a good week. Yes, you did have a good week. I did have uh, a good week. I had an okay week. Um, just one of those days where it seems no matter what you do, the man's always gonna swat you down. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I guess yeah. there's always that. Uh, did not do. You know what? I did a lot of bragging last week. About uh, about beating everybody but Rick Serrano in uh, the last uh, pay per view points game, and with our inaugural yep. one, there was only one contestant. The winner was the only person to score in the positive. We all had pretty crappy, <laughs> a pretty crappy outing, all of us. And uh, I, I gotta say that uh, I'm not surprised. Because let's face it, there was a lot of stuff going in there. We just did not know a lot of these people going in. I mean, I'm sure as mm-hmm. AEW gets uh, gets its feet under itself and starts showing us a lot more character, we're probably going to learn a lot more of who these people are. Um, but you know what? Let, let's go in. First of all, you know, the, the pay-per-view did happen this week. And I know me and you were almost to the point where we were just like, get this over with. I'm tired of people. I'm tired of everything. Like, Seriously? You know, if, if Cody Rhodes farted, they were like, AEW release his <laughs> fart album. Like... It was getting ridiculous. <laughs> you know? and, uh, it, it was like seriously. Every time I, I open like I I open like uh, my browser, whatever. There's always a comment about AEW or WWE. I'm like, oh, okay, just be over and done with. Let's go. Well, you know what, folks the the AEW pay per view did happen this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 
And for all you people who shelled out your 50 hard-earned dollars, or what do we figure it was? 67 Canadian? 67 Canadian. <laughs> or all of you people who went on illegal sites and streamed it for free, which probably at $50 or 67 <laughs> Canadian was probably an option a lot of people actually did use. Um, you know what? The pay-per-view, I'm going to have to give it a thumbs up overall. Mm-hmm. We're going to go over it, but let's... Yep. let's uh, a lot of fans wrote in and talked about it. You know, we, th- we sent out a question there. Uh, what do you grade the AEW double or nothing and thoughts? Okay. So we're, mm-hmm. me and Elio here are going to go over some of the thoughts that some of you, uh, some of you fans had. Um, the first one is a humongous one. I'm not going to read the entire thing. Oh, it's a long paragraph. But a very excited Antoine Hoffman said, uh, he said he thought it was refreshing and worth the cost of admission for those who tended and viewing for those who didn't. Ooh, I don't know if it was worth $50, my friend. Uh, let's see. He said, tough matches, vignettes, run-ins that told stories, the blend of tradition, the calderness of predictability, and the element of surprise. The buy-in pre-show, which in some which which I saw later after the live event via YouTube. The play-by-play calling from Excalibur. I thought Excalibur was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex Marvez, I'm not sure if I really liked him all that much. JR, he was okay, Did, as always. Wasn't Alex Marvis a, a, a columnist or something? Or am I getting I, mixed up with someone else? I am not sure who he is, to be honest. Because, but, uh, because I recall a, a newsletter called Night Ritter or something like that. Okay. Well, it said here, he said, the show definitely gets an A for me. He said, I got to catch that last that first hour, though. Oh, yeah, I can't say I've seen every event there is in wrestling history, so maybe I missed the following moment previously, but... Jiminy tap dancing cricket man, never have I seen a brain buster off the top rope before. Did you just say Jiminy tap dancing cricket? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and then he ended up with a chat and a little emoticon of a poop. Jeez. So he was very excited that that brain buster from the top rope made him poop himself. And you know what, fans? You know it's got to be exciting if you poop yourself watching a wrestling match. <laughs> Elio, have you ever pooped yourself wearing watching a wrestling match? Can't say I have, but I, I I have been entertained by many matches. Well, I gotta say, this show is so exciting today. I'm pooping as we talk. <laughs> no, I am not. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I want to read out the next comment from Ronald Phoenix Bedwell. Okay, so Ronald Phoenix Bedwell says, "I would give it a solid A plus plus. Every match was good quality. Dustin Cody was epic. Jericho Omega was awesome. Bucks Lucha Brothers was off the charts." The other matches were better than anything I have seen anywhere else in decades. A++. Looking forward to the next show. We'll probably watch the show again during the week. So, you know, I'm getting the feeling he liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Paul T. Phillips says, Want the truth? I give it a solid A+. Amazing matches. Action. Actually kept you on the edge of your seat. The stars of AEW have outperformed anything that WWE has put out in the last four years. That was a hell of a pay-per-view. I can't wait for AE to come to TV Weekly. Oh boy, that, that should be interesting. Let's see. Lyle Roberts says, I'll give it an A-. There's few things I didn't like. The overall quality of the matches was incredible. Ooh, Steve Little said, I give it a B-. Was good, but a bit predictable, but still solid. And then Jason Ramos gives it a B-. It has its great moments, but there is a lot of room for improvement. Uh, Marquise, uh, Marquise Green sent out the very mysterious Moxley. Not sure if that's good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> Nick Nick May my says fantastic show. The ending to Cody versus Dustin got me teared up a bit, but it was a great show to say the least. Ooh, we're definitely going to go into it and talk about why that show might give that that match itself might have given you a bit of a tear up. Uh, Kevin Doe says a fucking A plus. 
<laughs> wow, not just an A+. Plus. Uh, Alexander Steele gave it a 15 out of 10. Mm, and you know what? Chris Skull, who could, who had to beat Kevin Dosh, apparently, said A++++. plus 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 plus. So I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Kevin Schrenkeisen says, even though there are haters out there, that was an A-plus show. Daniel Armender, Armenderez, or if we mispronounce anyone's names, uh, says, good show. Had some technical hiccups. Great first show. NL Reed said, I had a blast. All the cards were A. Was not bored at all. Wow. So you know what? Uh, from those comments alone, most of the people seem to really enjoy this show. Mm-hmm. It seemed very solid. Okay. Now we also had another one that said, uh, top three matches for AEW, AEW's Double or Nothing. Um and it's kind of funny. I read through all these, and you're going to see sort of a pattern here. Okay. Uh, James Donnelly said, top three, Cody versus Dustin, Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, and Jericho <laughs> versus Omega. Okay. Uh, Tunku Amir says, Orange Cassidy forever. You know, he's probably the only one who says that. Uh, Dal- <laughs> Dallas Kanitsky <laughs> says, Cody versus Dustin, SCU versus Stronghearts, Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Well, that's some interesting picks. Andrew Teaster says, last three that closed out the show. All right. Travis Warner says the top three matches were the three main of the three main events. Ordering them is tough because each match has, each match matches greatness was for distinctly different reasons. Uh, Cody Herbert said, one Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, Spot City, Cody versus Dustin, Alpha versus Omega. Wow. Uh, Shazar Hani says, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Pretty amazing. Dustin versus Cody Rhodes, Li, or Lit. The Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers was good as well. You see a pattern emerging here. I see a pattern. Mike Braddock says the last three matches, but I really enjoyed that six women tag as well. Paul T. Phillips says Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks, Cody versus Dustin, Kenny versus Chris. Wow. You know what? Looking at a lot of this, it seems that the three main the three main matches mm-hmm. were definitely the ones that you know, a few people like some other stuff on there. We're gonna get to this. We're gonna go over the whole pay-per-view itself. Okay. But I would say from our fans listening, people really enjoyed this um, pay-per-view. I found and, it refreshing uh, change from the regu- from the usual norm every week WWE Raw and SmackDown. You found it? Okay. I I found it um I found it interesting. I found the wrestling really good. Yeah. Um it makes me wonder going forward when the TV show comes, what TV, is that going to be like? TV is going to be a different story. I don't know. We that's, have to see yeah. how that's going to work. That's going to be a whole different beast. I mean, you're going to have to either be like Raw, where you're going to have to have stories and setups, (laughs) or do you go the route like ROH, where it's just matches and you don't get that feel of the show. So I'm not sure what way. But we did see some stuff. Uh, I mean, the librarians thing, you remember that? That was kind of stupid in the beginning. Did you see that uh, that, uh, one guy, Peter Avalon, the librarian? That was yeah. who I, that that's who I was talking about uh, on a previous episode. Uh, he was he wrestled under the name Noah Furnham in Impact Wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now you know what it was our inaugural POV game. Yep. For us, our points game. Yes, it was. Now I should have won just because I am that damn talented and good looking. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to say my brother from another mother from another show, Rick Serrano the Third. At least he's the only person, even more so you than you, Elio, oh. that I can stomach winning this thing. Okay. If it's if it's not me, I don't mind that it's Rick Serrano the third. All if it right. had been you, I would have known you were cheating. <laughs> if it was Tony, I would have known he just got really lucky. 
If it had been that Wait. sock puppet or rag, sock rag, whatever that uh, Miguel thing is, I know that there is something wrong going well, on. Well, if it was me, you would have known I was cheating. I'm sure you're mistaken about that. I don't know. You have a, you have a <laughs> reputation of cheating on this game. Anyhow, now, folks, our inaugural one, we had, for the first prize winner, a $50 Amazon card. Mm-hmm. However, members of Wrestling POV family, well, the immediate five of us, are not eligible for that card. So not only does Rick Serrano win the first inaugural uh, thing, and I believe he's now won every title. Yep. And I can live with that. I I can't think we can uh, list uh, all the names. He has, like, so many nicknames now. The first ever POV champion, the first ever, I don't know what else. Yeah. You know, you sound a little jealous there, Elio. And, and, I'm and not I'm, jealous. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling a little sorry for you, buddy. I'm sorry. Your day may come. Maybe you and that sock rag will cheat your way to another victory. Who knows? But uh, I can handle Rick's round. Actually, but uh, you know what? I got to say this, have, okay? We have, we have, uh, we have two, two awards. Not like, oh, I'm not, I know. I'm not, I know. Yep. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I just wanted to say this, though. Rick Serrano III, including myself, mm-hmm. was the only guy to have positive points in this game. Every single other competitor had a minus. I had a I mean, minus. I think I had, I minus, had a minus. I think I had minus sixteen. Yeah, and I had minus twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We have our own inaugural. It's not the turret award because this is our own thing. What yep. we have is we call it the underachiever beaver award. That's right. It's all Canadian in our hearts. So he sent it out the underachiever beaver, and you know what? I'm not surprised. Mimi Goody winning the first one. Way to go, Mimi. I guess you know even less about independent wrestling than you do about WWE. Oh. So, I don't know. I, I'm wondering how many times Mimi's going to win it on our show. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see, folks. I know that... Uh, and, and you know what? As much as I want to joke about uh, and, and bug Mimi here, let, let's let's face facts. This was an extremely hard game this time because... This was because were, like we, we don't know a lot of these guys. Yeah, we didn't know a lot of wrestlers going in here. Uh, there was so many variables that made it really hard. I mean, come on. The winner of the Battle Royal was a guy not even listed <laughs> I'm sorry, in the wait, thing. Who won that, who won that Battle Royal again? Hangman Page. Wasn't he, oh, he wasn't, wasn't listed. even listed. Oh, okay. He was the wild card joker of the deck. Oh, that's right. And I heard that one day he came out, right? Yeah. So we're going to go over that in a few minutes. But uh, okay. uh, congratulations. Uh, a big hurrah and thumbs up to Rick Serrano III. You know what? You're still my brother. You're proving it. Mimi Goody, well, I don't know if I can boo hard enough in beaver language to uh, <laughs> to show you uh, <laughs> oh, no. your victory. But uh, good luck. I hope you display it proudly for the month or two months or whenever our next game is going to happen. All right. Let's talk about – but let's talk news first. Before we get too far in this AEW stuff, there was a few things. Two of the items is almost a bit about an AEW wrestler. Okay. And uh, – First of all, I want to get one thing out of the way, is this one I find exciting. For fans of Lucha Underground who have seen this guy, um, MLW has signed Flamita, who is a very good uh, luchador wrestler from Mexico. He'll be uh, finishing a tour up with uh, Noah in Japan, and then he'll be out in uh, MLW, and he'll be doing (laughs) full-time stuff. Now, for fans who haven't seen him, you can get a glance of him, of course, on AAA and other Mexican uh, outlets. But you can also get a good look at him on Lucha Underground. Really, really fun wrestler. Now, uh, our AEW news connection here. Let's talk a little bit about John Moxley. Okay, oh, John Moxley. 
I, I yeah. like I was telling you off air. I ruined this for myself yesterday by clicking on a link, and now I know the news. Okay, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that now. As much as AEW was annoyingly in the news all mm-hmm. last week, yep. it seems everywhere I turn, everyone's talking about John Moxley over and over. But let's face it, he's a big name guy. <laughs> Going into some into a whole new world, and this brings just a wealth of cool matches that uh, that we're going to see. And and the first one I want to talk about is his first uh, appearance in New Japan Wrestling coming up. Okay. And uh, now you have I mean, we're, I'm going <coughs> to let you explain to the fans what what you mean by that. But I'm going to tell you that uh, at the um, the June 5th uh, Best of Super Junior Finals on Wednesday. Uh, John Moxley will be fighting Juice Robinson. He'll mm-hmm. challenge for the for the uh, NJPW's United States belt. Now, mm-hmm. tell me what you're explain to the fans why you were disappointed by spoilers here. Okay, so I'm I'm always going on about how I can't stand spoilers. I like being surprised. Yet yesterday I was down at the hospital. I had an appointment, so while I was down there, I had access to Wi-Fi. And a link came through on my phone, and I went and clicked on the link, and I ruined this. I ruined the mystery for myself because apparently the video that's been haunting Truce Robinson for the past few weeks is none other than for the debut of John Moxley in NJPW. And so he's been doing some sort of creepy stalker-like thing for Juice. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. I hope that goes over a little better than Barry Windham uh, being the. Uh, <laughs> the oh, that, that was and... terrible. <laughs> or DDP stalking in the Taker's wife. Oh, oh, just yeah. You know what? Stalker angles do not seem to turn out so good. I think it's North America. Maybe it's a whole different story in uh, in Japan. Actually, I read a but, comment. Uh, I read a comment online. I think it was the other day. Mm-hmm. They they were saying the uh, John Moxley is just. Kurt Angle, Kenny Omega is a Samoa Joe, and it's a whole, it's the same thing all over again. Ah, uh, no, I don't believe that. I'm like, okay, that. that's just weird. That's just somebody being a hater out there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hater all alert. Right. Yeah. Now, moving on to my next bit of uh, John Moxley news, and this one I'm actually rather excited for. Okay. They just announced the signing of the first ever John Moxley versus Pentagon Jr. Yes, August 16th. Yep. Yeah, uh, August, yep, yeah, 16th, or sorry. Do, 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 do. Yeah, August 16th in, uh, where are we at? Six Flags, <laughs> oh. Jackson, New Jersey. Well, that's um, interesting. I, I, I didn't catch a whip promotion because I know it's not AEW. It must be no. uh, one of those smaller ones. It's Northeast Wrestling. Okay. Okay, so yeah, it will be a smaller, but that that's still pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually looking at the event, it's actually Saturday the 15th. Oh, okay. At, yeah, and uh, are the, wow. Wow. You know, you might be right here. They've, somebody who, uh, the news piece I was reading off, uh, had so, it says the 15th, but we'll go with that for now. Okay. okay? All right. Um, so, there's that. We have some signs. Now, I believe you had also one piece of interesting news related to AEW. I did, um, regarding Pac versus Adam Page. According to Cody Rhodes, he said that the Pac-Adam Page match was pulled because they wanted to give the fans something and still have that match, which is the reason for putting it on, for putting it out for free. But it doesn't necessarily mean that Pac is out of AEW. Wow, that, that, I hate to sound jaded, but that almost sounds like, um, you know, like they're just trying to like do fire control here. You know yeah. what I mean? And I do have another I- one uh, for ROH, actually. I'm not sure... Uh, I'm not sure what to well, think about this one, but it says apparently uh, ROH has yet to sign Jonathan Gresham to a contract since uh, April. He's still training in the ROH dojo. 
That's interesting news, huh? Because uh, I, you just reported, we just reported that that Jordan Grace had just signed with Impact. Yeah, that, who is actually uh, going to be married to Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> wow. <laughs> couples, couples who stay together don't sign contracts together, I guess. <laughs> All right. Now, you know what? That's our news for the week. Uh, and, and, they get, and, they get, and they get thrown into major storylines. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. And they and Impact wonders why it's failing so bad at times. Huh? <laughs> All right. You know what, folks? Let's take a look at AEW's. Uh, we're going to talk about the inaugural Double or Nothing here. Okay. Um, okay. We start off with, um, you know, some little skits going on. And um, I like to say about. Let's just go. I, 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 you know, I'm not the biggest on some skits. Skits sometimes make me kind of cringe. Yeah. But, uh, oh, some skits are just like don't work. Yeah. Um, there was some weird stuff, like you know, uh, some guy asking Matt Jackson, asking the guy who owns the one of the owners of the company if he has clearance to be back there, which is <laughs> pretty ridiculous. But he gets a super kick. Um, there had been like some ongoing little goofy story where there's this guy, uh, oh, was that the intro? The... Was that the intro to the show? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where, where, uh, Michael Nakazawa like approached, uh, Matt, he's like, and Matt's acting like, oh, hi, what's your name? Like, my name is Michael Nakazawa. Now, the reason the joking behind that is, you know, they've done some of these all elite videos where, um, Nick was having nightmares that he had to to towel off Nakazawa because of like, you know, this whole gimmick of him pouring um, baby oil on himself. So oh, that's, why that's, that, all... that's who you were talking about. That, 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 yeah, that, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Let, let's go through the thing that first of all, a battle Royal. Now the yep. battle Royal. Um, wow. Talk about convoluted, you know, uh, basically they take 20 guys and they ended up being 21 or 22. They take 20 guys and, uh, they divide. They had them each pick a card, like an uh-huh. ace. Like, or had them pick like a heart. Uh, you oh, know, like no. the playing decks, right? Yeah, yeah. And then what they did? What they did is first they called everybody who's the spades started off. So five wrestlers mm-hmm. in. Oh. The three minutes after that, they bring in the diamonds, and three minutes after that, the hearts, and then three minutes after that, uh, the spade, uh, the clubs. So, oh, okay. <laughs> it was this weird way of bringing people into the ring. Um, the first five guys that came in. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who actually was really good in this tournament, he, or in, or in this match, he was such a ju- douche. He made it to the very <laughs> final. Um, guy named Dustin Thomas. Now, the only reason you're going to remember Dustin Thomas is the dude has no legs. They had a guy in there with no legs wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah. All they right. had some guy called Sunny Days, who was like this big kind of overweight dude with his face painted yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had Michael Nakazawa, who did his, in the middle of the match, started oiling himself down to get out of holds. Mm-hmm. And they had Brandon Cutler, who uh, was actually pretty, uh, he, he did really well in this match. Uh, the match goes on. The five of these guys do all their sorts of things. Uh, the next five that came in were Brian Pillman Jr., whose hair was so blonde dyed, I almost didn't recognize him. Oh, you mean uh, he, must, he must have dyed that recently then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when he came out, Isaiah Cassidy, or Isaiah Cassidy was walking in front of him, and he like ambushed Cassidy, threw him off the ramp into the railings. Oh wow! Uh, Jimmy Havoc and Joey Janela grabbed him and gave him like a double suplex mm-hmm. onto the uh, onto the metal rail, uh, like the metal walkway, mm-hmm. and then they hopped in the ring, and then Sean Spears came out, and oh, Sean okay. Spears 
Sean Spears looked a little uh, different. Uh, he had green, really strange green contacts in, and he was all dressed in green. But he wow. came in there and did some pretty cool mat moves. Okay. Um, some of the dumb stuff that happened in here around this point is like uh, Jimmy Havoc. Uh, okay, for some reason, Joey Janela whips out a cigarette, lights it up, and starts smoking. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, what's going on? Well, then Jimmy Havoc takes the lit cigarette and puts it into Janela's forehead. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw yeah, that so spot. That, uh, then the next group came in was Billy Gunn. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but apparently they, they went and they dug up Glacier out of somewhere. I mean, that guy's got to be 110. <laughs> Jeez, Glacier. How, um, long have we, how long has it been since we've seen him? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Jungle Boy, who, man, he looks like Marco Stunt's just slightly bigger older brother. <laughs> Uh, Ace Romero, you always know there's got to be a super fat guy in a battle royal. Yep. And Mark Queen, who uh, is uh, Isaiah Kennedy's uh, tag team partner. So when they got in there, they started doing a lot of uh, double team moves on people. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last set of people, we had Marco Stunt, Lu- Luchasaurus, who I got to say, I really enjoy Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus uh, did pretty good in this battle royal. He lasted long. And then Elio Canella's almost, I'm going to guarantee, is going to be his all-time favorite wrestler, Sonny Kiss. Extremely <laughs> <who>, mistaken. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how to describe Sonny Kiss. Um, I don't know why. I'm trying to figure A guy out. who definitely wants to be a girl? I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. We talked about this on Mexican Wrestling before, where they'd always have sort of like a man wrestler, a woman wrestler, mm-hmm. and a kind of an in-between wrestler. Mm-hmm. That would That was Sonny Kiss. Sunny okay. Kiss was one of those guys you see down in, uh, in, uh, and I believe Sunny Kiss actually does a lot of these matches down <laughs> in Mexico, where he plays the ambivi- ambiguous sexual character. You're not okay. sure if it's a guy or girl, and right. they play off that. Um, Orange Cassidy. Okay, I've always heard this guy's name. Um, he came in. Okay, I'm sorry. This was guy, there, were, were there two guys uh, with the name Cassidy? Yeah, there was actually. There was uh, okay. uh, pretty close to it. Okay. Uh, let me go back. There's yeah. There's a guy named Isaiah Cassie. He was one of the black fellas who was in um, the uh, what did they call themselves? Him and uh, him and Mark Quinn are like party all night or something. They're called. Okay. No, that's why. Yeah. That's why I was asking because yeah. you mentioned yeah, Isaiah Cassie. Okay. Okay. Orange Cassie is a totally different wrestler. Okay. Um, he come. Okay. When he came in, mm. he comes in no shirt. He's wearing blue jeans. <laughs> Uh, he goes up to Tommy Dreamer. He's got his hands in his pocket, and then he pretends to kick Tommy Dreamer like really lightly, like tap. Oh, I saw this guy. Okay, I know. I know what you're talking tap. about now. Yeah. So then Tommy Dreamer slugs him. He falls down. He does a kip up with his hands still in his pockets, which was pretty amazing. Yep. And uh, I guess his character is he is just like this totally laid back, lazy dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess laziness is a thing. Okay, uh, he, he, yes, should, he, should, he sure did uh, take a nice tumble outside of the ring to get eliminated. Yes, well, he did have his, he had his hands in his pocket, so he went pretty hard. <laughs> and and the last person on the fourth group was Tommy Dreamer. Oh, oh God. boy, can we not escape this man? He is like every time there's something good, he's got to come in and ruin it. Oh you know? man! So yeah, Tommy Dreamer and his lame old ass was in there. Hitting people with garbage can lids and just Can being we an actual... stop with all these garbage cans? Like, this isn't yeah. ECW. It's not the 90s, you know? Um, I did get a kick out of when Sonny Kiss did this move where he was on the ropes and he grabbed Dreamer by his, like, legs and then started, like, pumping his face into... <laughs> pumping Re- Dreamer's face into Kiss's ass, which was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. And 
And in a in you know when we have those things where we get stuff like uh, weird when the world goes bizarre, like when Sammy Callahan tries to be a good guy. <laughs> yep. uh, then you get weird stuff like Tommy Dreamer and Jimmy Havoc fighting, and I'm thinking, can't they kill each other? But uh, it did make me feel. You know what? Jimmy Havoc got a little bit of uh, a little love for me because he actually took a staple gun out, stapled Dreamer in the forehead, and then oh. stapled him in the nuts, and then oh. threw him over. Nice. So. You know what? The thought that maybe Tommy Dreamer won't procreate anymore, that makes me a little bit happy. Um, then, maybe, of course... Maybe, maybe he's so, trying to get out of the book. I, I don't know. He's he's going to have to do a lot more worse things to Dreamer and to Sammy Callahan. <laughs> and then I'm willing to think of taking it out of the book. All right. All right? So, um, you know, lots of crazy stuff going on. Uh, the, the wild card, which was... Okay. They had one wrestler who was called the wild card, and uh, he was to come out very last number 21 and that was adam page okay and uh adam page comes out and uh he's still really selling his knee being mm-hmm. uh you know in bad shape uh they get down to the last four guys which ends up being like mjf luchasaurus um who is it luchasaurus uh mjf oh jimmy havoc and um and adam page yeah uh they they do the they do the thing where uh, they all attack uh, mjf and then mm-hmm. he rolls out of the ring and so people don't realize, you know, he's not actually eliminated. Right. So uh, the other three guys go at it. They all come down to Adam Page at the end. Adam Page is celebrating. <coughs> uh, MJF runs in, grabs him, hucks him over the top rope. Or no, he hucks him over the top rope, but Adam Page doesn't hit the floor. He lands oh. on the apron. Okay. MJF turns around and he's celebrating. And of course, you know what's going to happen next is the the buckshot lariat where uh, Page like flips over the rope and does his like clo- his clothesline. Yep. Uh, just takes, just murders uh, MJF, hucks him over the top rope, <laughs> and Adam Page wins this. Now, what this means is Adam Page will be the first person to fight the winner of the uh, Chris Jericho uh, Kenny Omega match later to determine the first AEW champion. Okay. Okay. Then a match that neither of us could guess because we had no idea really who this other guy was. Mm-hmm. I've seen Sammy Guevara. We've yep. seen him a few times in MLW. We've MLW, seen him in yes. Kip Sabian, I had no idea who he was. Um, this match was okay. Um, I found it a little generic. I found Kip Sabian a little generic looking. Like, yeah. I Even now, I can't really remember what he looked like. I mean, if he walked in here right now, I would be like, hey, who are you? you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. There's and, nothing uh, really about him that stands out. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Sammy Guevara even is probably the 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 most palest, whitest uh, luchador I've seen in a long time. Okay, did, did he always uh, wear that uh, panda hat? No, I've never seen the panda hat before. I was like, okay, uh, do I have a nomination for the bug this week? <laughs> oh, you may. I guess it's up to you. Um, then we had uh, we had the. Uh, I'm going to skip the you know the, the the little setup junk, and we'll go right into the matches. Okay. Okay. Uh, now the first match. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniel, Scorpio Sky, known as SCU, taking on a team I'm sure you've never seen these guys before, except maybe SEMA, mm-hmm. uh, Stronghearts. Mm-hmm. I have no T Hawk and Lindemann. Even from those names, I would never have guessed that they were Chinese wrestlers. Nope, I never T-Hawk heard and them. I've only heard yeah. SEMA. That's about it. Apparently, these guys are imports right from China. You know, and the burgeoning uh, Chinese wrestling scene out there. So. Uh, they, it was a good match, but I mean, SCU, man, they're, people love them, you know, 
Uh, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian will go on about how, you know, this is the worst town they've ever been in and yeah. all that junk. And the fans love it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, interesting match. It was fun. Lots of hard-hitting stuff. Uh, a very good pace. And things that stick in my mind is like, you watch Frankie Kazarian, and it's hard to believe that this guy's been wrestling for over 25 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wrestles like he's like 20 years old right now. Yep. You know? uh, Scorpio Sky, the guy, that guy's amazing. And Christopher Daniels. I mean, they're such a great team. Um, I got to say, the strong hearts were okay. Seema, looking cool as ever. And like I said, this is the first time I've seen T-Hawk and Lindemann, and they, they were okay. You know? But the winners end up being SCU. Um the next match, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. Now, they're just about to get this started. And uh, Brandy Rhodes comes out. And she's all dressed in her gear. And she's she's a very attractive woman, by the way. Yep. Uh, she comes out dressed in all her gear. Everyone's like, oh, is she going to wrestle? Blah, blah. She's like, she's like, I said this was going to be a great match. But I decided I want this match to be awesome. And then she brings out Awesome Kong, who we haven't seen forever. Right. Yeah. That, like, that was a surprise. I wasn't expecting that. Was I, not expecting that. I figured that it okay. Brandy Rhodes is going to be insert herself into this match. It's going to be a four way. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, now this is one of the matches that I ended up picking. Uh, Britt Britt uh, Baker to uh, to do the pin. Um, I don't know if I'd known Awesome Kong that might have thrown my. I might have actually picked Awesome Kong. I think um, my impressions. Britt Baker. She's a bit generic. You know, she calls herself Dr. Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but looking at her, she's a little bit generic. I mean, there's nothing that stands out about her. Uh, Kylie Ray, she's like Bailey. And, um, who's that other girl? The, the one who does all the kicks in NXT, uh, the New Zealander. Um, oh, it's oh. like they took those two girls together. That's um, who she looks like to me. Uh, you know who okay. I'm thinking about. Uh, it'll come to me. Um, Anyways, she's like all happy like Bailey. She's got like, you know, like these mm-hmm. emoticon things. She's smiley, Kaylee, and yep. and uh, she did okay. Uh, Nyla Rose kind of scares me. <laughs> um, just in the sense, and I don't mean it because she is uh, an openly transgender wrestler. She is a man transitioning to a woman. Oh, okay. Um, but she scares me in the fact is her size and build she really looks like she has the build of a man, which is kind of unfair in some ways, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. She's just big. I mean, she made Awesome Kong seem a little small. Uh, and Awesome Kong, big and scary as ever. Her and Nyla Rose just doing power stuff, trying to. And they end up taking each other out pretty much. Comes down to Britt Baker taking the uh, win over uh, Kylie Ray. I kind of dug Kylie Ray a lot. Um, I know Britt Baker is a very good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish she could do something a little more to make her stand out. You know, um, she's very forgettable to me. Yep. And uh, I remember Kylie Ray a lot more just because of the way she dresses and the, and the way she acts. Yep. Okay, match number three. We had the best friends who we've talked about a lot, Chuck Taylor and Trent. The best uh, friends. Taking on, on Angelico and Jack Evans. Okay. Now, I I know I knew going in this was going to be some crazy stuff. I mean, I've seen Jack Evans quite a bit. Um, his career is based on improbable almost impossible uh, aerial maneuvers. And Angelico himself is a very, uh, very strong luchador. And we know the best friends, uh, they're more grounded in their attacks, but they can do the occasional flying thing. Uh, This match went really good. I thought maybe as it was going on that Angelico and Jack Evans might slip in a win there. But in the end, uh, in the end, best friends, you know, they hit a doomsday knee on Evans and that was it, man. Yeah, they saved they saved me in the points game. 
(laughs) (laughs) Then they they did this thing, which is just definitely like set up. Um, The lights go out. And if you're familiar with Canadian wrestling, I mean, a lot of you people might not know who these guys are. Uh, The Super Smash Brothers show up in the ring. Uh, Some guys who wrestle a lot in Toronto. Uh, lights go out, they go back on, and they're like, they're like, beating the crap out of uh, everybody, you know. Actually, I I I read a piece of news. I'm not sure like uh, about this window, but apparently the they're supposed to be uh, they may change the Super Smash Brothers names. Oh, I'm pretty sure they're going to change their names. Because they never mentioned what the names were. Yeah, because apparently it's owned by Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. It totally is. I mean, you could. That's one of those names. Where you can be like on a small independent level and you can get away with that. But yeah, so they're on a national TV. So yeah. they don't want to have to deal with Nintendo, so. Yeah. So match number four was a very interesting uh, women's match. Uh, the team of Hakuru Shida, Raiho Abi, and Ryo Mizunami taking on Aja Kong, Yuko Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura. Now, I thought maybe Aja Kong's team would, you know, get sort of the. Um, Kind of the what do you say like uh, the win for for just being you know the like nostalgia thing. Me but too. I was rather disappointed. It, this did not turn out to be a nostalgic match. It turned out actually to be a pretty heavy, hard hitting match. Very okay. Japanese women's wrestling, and yep. in the end, Hikaru Shida, Rio Abe, Rio Abe, and Ryo Mizunami actually take the win. So interesting match so far and this is what kind of made this so far you know we've seen all these different kinds of styles and different kinds of matches and that's what really made this interesting and then the next match itself was really really good uh cody versus dustin Rhodes, brother Mm -hmm. versus brother now they they touted this as not being brother versus brother but more (laughs) generation versus generation because there's at least 15 years between cody and dusty Dusty in age Uh, the match really old school fight you know? um, I know some people were a little bit shocked at the uh, the fact that uh, that Dustin, you know, bladed himself, and there was a lot of blood in this match. Oh my god, that was, there was a lot of blood in this one. Yeah, a lot. And I know a lot in this day and age, you kind of wonder if that's a smart re- way to go. You know, that might turn off more people than make excited. Mm-hmm. In the end, in the end, Cody wins, and then as uh, he he basically tells Dustin, he says, you know. Uh, I have a match coming up with uh, the Young Bucks, and I need a partner. And I don't need a friend or a buddy. I need a brother. And then so Dustin agrees to team with him. So they'll be coming up pretty soon, the Rhodes Brothers versus uh, the Young Bucks. So it should be interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. That should be All right. interesting. All right. Then they had a little uh, belt presentation where uh, Bret Hart came out. and uh, That was MJF another surprise. Came- yeah, no kidding. Eh? MJF came out and he talked on about how great he is and oh, lot of, lot of, Here we go. And uh, Jimmy Havoc and Jungle Boy came out and pretty much beat the crap out of him and sent him on his way. <laughs> uh, our sixth match, the Triple uh, A Tag Team Titles uh, Championship, the Young Bucks putting their belts up against the Lucha Brothers. Now, mm-hmm. this one is where I lost a lot of points. I thought for sure the Lucha Brothers were going to win this so and did uh, I. take their belts back to uh mexico but nope the young butts this was one of those young bucks type matches man where it's like 25 minutes of balls to the wall movement yep you know uh it was fun you know it was something new on the card again you know i'm sure if we had every match looking like this we probably wouldn't enjoy it but this was a pretty good match for yeah it was was good matches and then uh finally the main event uh chris jericho versus kenny omega 
A winner will get to wrestle for the AEW Championship against Adam Page down the road. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, this is a match where I thought I thought Kenny Omega was going to go over. I thought Chris Jericho was there to sell some tickets. Uh, so I was surprised. But uh, the, it was a very good match. Not as good as some of the times I've seen them wrestle in uh, on New Japan. You right. know, I've seen both these guys have tremendous matches with other people and with him with each other. But it was a solid match. Um, in the end, Jericho gets the win. So it looks like we got Chris Jericho versus Adam Page down the road. Now, folks, this was a good pay per view. Um, I don't know if it could live up. I don't think anything could have lived up to the hype it had. I mean, there was a ridiculous amount of hype for this, um, but it was solid. I don't know if it changed anything in regards to the world of professional wrestling like a lot of people thought it would. But uh, I guess time will tell, right? Yep. You know? Yep. And my big, my new bit, my new next concern is the TV. What is the show going to be oh, like? That's going to be so hard. I, I, I want to see how, they, how they're going to be, how they're going to write TV every week. Yeah, me too. Very interested. So, folks, <coughs> that was uh, the AEW Double or Nothing. The first time, I guess they hit it out of the they hit it out of the park. But I do have to say, on one little side note here, I do not think that or any pay per view is worth fifty dollars. Sixty-seven Canadian. <laughs> well, um, we, so. we, we they have uh, another one. Um, they have a smaller one in uh, June, and they have uh, their next uh, one in July before their all out event. There's uh, one called Fighter Fest, and then there's Fight for the Fallen. Well, we're going to, uh, obviously, we'll be keeping track of those, seeing what's going to happen. But, folks, that was your AEW wrap-up for the first pay-per-view. Now, you know what? Uh, We're going to take a little break here because we're going to uh, go to an interview I did. I I recently, last week, had a chance to sit down with Ricky Mandel. You know him as Ricky Mundo in Lucha Underground. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to tell you, Elio, I had a lot of fun with this interview. You were um, saying this I, was quite a long interview, but he, well, he, he was a cool guy. Well, here's the thing. I, you know, I didn't know the guy that much. Uh, I saw some of his work. I didn't know him personally, so I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. I get in there and I figure, okay, you know, maybe we'll route off 20 minutes, see if I can stretch it out a bit. Sure. Uh, he gave me 40 solid minutes where I had to keep, stop talking because I realized we could talk on and on and on and on. It was that <laughs> wow. interesting. So, fans, we're going to play for you the first 20 minutes, part one of my interview. Next week, we'll play part two. And uh, you know what? Let's go to that interview right now. Let's do it. Hey, folks. Welcome to uh, Exclusive at WPO View Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. On the phone right now, I have... I, I got to say, I'm excited, and if you had told me months ago when I first started the show, I might not have been excited to talk to a guy that involved with Lucha Underground, but I have watched Lucha Underground now, and I kind of see, well, okay, let's face it, I kind of like it a lot, what I've been seeing, and I'm talking to Ricky Mandel, who you also know as Ricky Mundo. Ricky, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Now, you know what, Ricky? I always... One of the things when it comes to professional wrestlers, I don't care if you're the guy who's having his first match or you're like the biggest multi-time world champion. I want to know what got you started, man. I mean, takes a lot of training and guts and uh, a thing for pain to get in the ring to do what you guys do. Absolutely. Um, well, it all started when I was, uh, well, I'd like to say it started when I was 11 because that's when I actually started getting really into uh, wrestling, specifically um, WWF and a little bit of WCW at the time, but uh, it actually started before then, not as a fan, but as um, 
a kid who looked up to his dad who liked wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know much about I didn't know much about it. All I knew is, hey, dad likes it. It must be cool type of deal. Yeah. So um, I remember at times he would be watching it, and I'd you know go over and talk to him. You know, he'd show me like certain. He'd talk about certain guys, like uh, specifically like Jake the Snake, because hey, here comes this guy with this huge snake who beat people up and then he throws it on them or like Ultimate Warrior or Hogan or Demolition, all these over-the-top characters um, that he thought I would like. So um, as a little kid, I actually, like I said, didn't know much about it. All I knew was Dad liked it and it was fun. Uh, Fast-forwarding years later, me and my family had moved from Illinois to California and about a year later, I went back to visit my family, and in doing so, uh, it turned out that one of my neighbors was this avid WWF fan. So he took me to a show, um, and once again, I'm like, the only thing I knew about it was, you know, who my dad talked about, like Hogan and all those guys. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, like, okay, cool, we're going to go watch the show, but really, I want to go hang out with my buddy who I hadn't seen in a year. So what happens is we go to um, the Rosemont Horizon, uh, Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, and I just fell in love with it from from then on. Now, was there was there one so, guy I mean, in particular? That was, that, was there a guy who just did it for you for wrestling like when you were that age? You, you know, in all honesty, I, I wish I could say there was one guy you know, so many, so many wrestlers, and you know, they, you know, they talk about, oh, this guy did it for me, or that guy did it for me, and mm-hmm. like I would almost like growing up, I tried to be like, oh, who did it for me? Who did it? And honestly, like just being honest with myself, I mean, I don't really have one guy. Oh. I, I think it was just everything about it. I mean, there were just so many over the top characters, and just like you know, just everything that went involved with it, just being entertainment you know there were storylines and i mean that's kind of where i fall in so mm-hmm. I, I really love uh, i love a good story personally that's that's my that's what brought me to wrestling is um, the storytelling almost like similar to what you had with your power rangers or your ninja turtles or your ghostbusters mm-hmm. people were fighting good versus evil characters with story involved so that was kind of my okay. my niche into I get that. I get that. So, what I want to know right now then is, is as as you're uh, you're obviously now a wrestler, and you go out there and you perform and you become a character. Are you that guy at home, or are you like a really quiet guy? Because that always fascinates me too. Um, it, it depends. To be honest with you, it really depends on my level of comfort with who I'm around. Because some people, you know, I mean, just like anything, mm-hmm. you adapt to certain people like right off the bat. You just know like. Hey, I could talk to this guy about anything. Or there's people where you're like, uh, I'm shy around this person. I don't know. Like, okay. you know, it but, really all depends. But for the most part, yeah. for the most part, once I'm in my comfort zone, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a goof off, kind of loud mouth. <laughs> um, but but in a funny in yeah. a funny way, I don't really, uh, not like that obnoxious, annoying guy. But, yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah but, you know i think it was because i was so shy as a kid that after i broke out of that i just decided to be like you know what who cares if something's funny i'm gonna say it and at the very least i'm gonna make myself laugh 
Well, I got to tell you, fans, uh, one of the things I usually do uh, before we started this interview, I always uh, do a, like a two or three minute preamble uh, with the guests beforehand. And usually in that two or three minutes, I can kind of determine if this guy's kind of a douche or if this guy's stuck on himself or this is, a, you know, a guy I can talk to. And, and I actually got, I was so happy that I got the feeling right away. Like, OK, I can talk to this guy. We can talk some wrestling and have some fun. So I got to admit, I'm sure, thankful sure, for that. <laughs> now, so oh, you thank you. Although you're welcome, well, so so you're watching the wrestling, it's catching your imagination. You're thinking, and obviously, it sounds like you really are more for the storylines. Although there's a lot of athleticism, how hard was it to get into the athleticism side of this? Um, well, like uh, you're not gonna see me doing like backflips. I'm not. I'm not that athletic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that guy. But um, I grew up playing sports, uh, uh, mostly basketball. But uh, a lot of them were on the streets with the with the neighbors, and I mean, I, we had our hands in everything, you know, it wasn't like, we can only do this, one day we'd be, hey, let's go out and play baseball, hey, let's go out and play football, hey, let's go out and play, uh, uh, just tag or something, and then, you know, I got into high school, where we had the opportunity to do, um, just, you know, the, the track and all that good stuff, so, I mean, I've, I've always been wanting to stay active, mm-hmm. so, when it came to, and, but, I mean, obviously, wrestling's a, a, a totally different game mm-hmm. when it comes to I mean you could go out and run five miles and then go in the ring for three minutes and it's like man that's different <laughs> that's insane you know yeah. and you know trust me I've been I've been on both ends and there's different you know people always ask like well, what do you do for your training and I'm like well like I'll go to the gym and I'll lift weights but then I'll do uh, I'll do like fat burning cardio or I'll do endurance training and then there's like going to finding, you know, your local wrestling school and, uh, you know, doing that type of wrestling endurance training. So I'm trying, you know, you try to be all over the place. Okay. Well, speaking of wrestling schools, where did you get started? What what finally got you, like, where did you start off and, and how was the training? Oh, UPW, Ultimate Pro Wrestling in uh, El Segundo, California. Okay. Um, known for, I mean, that's where... I mean, I, from, I, I know for sure Cena went there. I know Miz had a, a hand in going there for a little bit. I mean, these guys were all way before my time. But Shannon and Shane Ballard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember um, Aaron Aguilera, who was Carlito's bodyguard for a short bit. Yep. Um, and then Ryan Sakota. Sorry, I kind of we're losing you right now. You're you're gone really a little bit scattered on the sound. Sorry, could you repeat that one more time? It just kind of cut right out. Sure, sure. Um, from from where? where uh, from? After the bodyguard, for you, you start talking about a guy, and it oh, just okay. it's yeah, sure. the phone just went a little nuts. Okay, cool. Um, it was Ryan Sakota mm-hmm. who um, was with the tag team Akio and Sakota, and they were with Tajiri when they debuted. Okay. So those were my initial trainers, and uh, I mean, everything was great because I had a different uh, experience from everybody, because Aaron was very big on cardio and just, you know, drilling us into the mat, you know, I mean, like, you're going to do, do these squats, and you're going to basically kick your ass, you know, and then Sakota was very good about just breaking down the business aspects of wrestling, and then the Ballards were just there for, I mean, like, everything everything else i mean they were if it wasn't for 
for those guys, I don't know where I would have been because they were so patient and just like, don't take my kindness for weakness, mm-hmm. which I didn't, but just, I mean, so, so great at breaking things down and well, teaching. That's awesome. So, I mean, I can't, I mean, I, I love, I will, I will tell this to anybody, I had a phenomenal wrestling education, which, you know, well, you know, I feel it's kind of rare. Well, throw it out one more time. You love it, so throw it out. Where where was it so people clearly know where you went? You trained out UPW Ultimate Pro Wrestling. Okay, and they could probably find those folks probably on uh, Facebook and other things. Uh, it's good to hear oh, a legit no, training. UPW UPW went under. Oh, oh no! UPW gone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, folks, don't look for them on yeah, Facebook. I've misled you. <laughs> Yeah. So okay, so you how old were you when you finished all your training? And you got your first uh, match? I started when I was eighteen and I mean I I've always trained. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean I always but um I guess that program would have been when I was about twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that program would have been about twenty years old when Okay, so do you remember the first match you've ever had and that feeling of going in there and like, this is it, this is do or die? Um, you know, that match kind of caught me off guard because um, what happened was one of my friends who I was training with, this was about eight months into my training, and he was working, um, well, they had these shows at this marketplace every Sunday, and he was wrestling, trying to, you know, get his feet wet and just learning and uh, just trying to get his name out there. So Hector Canales, I'm going to help him out right now. <laughs> um, and good friend of mine, still very close to this day. Hell of a YouTube channel, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, but he called me randomly and was like, hey, uh, I just spoke to Shannon, who, uh, Shannon Ballard, who was one of our trainers. And he's like, he gave me the green light on this and said, you're ready. But basically, uh, I need a match for this Sunday. Um, would you be, you know, interested in coming down and wrestling at the, the marketplace in Anaheim for WPW? And of course, I mean, I'm not going to say no, but at the same time, it's like, oh my God, this is it. This is like my first match is coming up, you know? So uh, it was a, it was a multiple emotions, nervous, uh, excited, scared, but ready without, I don't know, I don't know how to say that. Like, it's like, you're never really ready. But, but confident as ready enough. as you're gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. win? I did. Oh why? I did win. It was it was first first match, first match, two out of three falls. Welcome wow. to the business kid. <laughs> did they pay you in hot dogs? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think he might have. I don't even think I got that. Yeah, like yeah, those are those times have changed. <laughs> oh, I, I I remember interviewing Scorpio Sky and him telling him how they used to pay him. He said to, so many times I was paid in tostados. It's it's unbelievable in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, he, he got that. Yeah, he got that. Who's who's he going through? <laughs> oh man, I got like a Gatorade once. I think. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't even I don't even drink Gatorade, so I was like, okay, well, uh, thanks. <laughs> well, but, I, you know, it was. I mean, at those times, a lot of it was I was just happy to have an opportunity. Oh yeah. Definitely. I mean we we joke about those sort of things, but I mean you're not gonna get experience unless sometimes you're willing to take the crap for a bit. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so you've been you, you start wrestling. Uh, now I noticed you, you you wrestled a lot in in the California scene. Yes. Uh, what's that like these days? Um, these days I'm not a hundred percent sure because I actually just moved to um, Vegas. Okay. So I've been wrestling a lot out here more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like out here and in Arizona and such, but um, California. When I left, I mean, it was popping. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it still is to this day. I still have a lot of friends who are constantly doing those shows and, um, you know, just mm-hmm. making their way out there. But, uh, I, I mean, right now, um, I got a good thing with a new promotion. Well, not new, but somebody just, uh, Brandon Carr just bought it out, is uh, Maverick Pro. Okay. He's changing things around out there. So I'm working out there with him again. All right. Well- and, Tell me about this promotion. Tell tell me the guys in there. What 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 have people who are seeing Maverick for the first time? What kind of what kind of wrestling is this? Um, a little bit of everything. Okay. You're going to have a little bit of everything, and this is something that we talked about. Uh, I talked about with Brandon when I was coming in. We just sat down and just shot for a couple hours um, about what he wanted and about, about what he expected, and it was just like you want he wants to run it like. Uh, an entertainment, almost like the circus. You know, you have yeah. a little bit of everything for everybody. Which is a solid and, indie show, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and that's just my kind of wrestling, personally. It's a, that's the type of show, like, I prefer to watch. I can't cut it down and just watch, like, mm-hmm. one type of thing. It's like going to a buffet and just hear steak. Like, steak's great. Yeah. But not 13 but, of them. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's multiple things. You know, I want this, so I'll have some of this. I, I got to admit that too. I mean, for every person who will take apart a comedy match or or a certain type of match, uh, think about that when you go to a four and a half hour event. If you want to sit there and watch the same type of thing for four and a half hours, I can't even watch most movies after two hours. So I don't care how good it yeah. is. <laughs> well, that's like the thing where people always ask me um, such things as what kind of movies do you like or what kind of music do you listen to? And it's like, dude, like. Like, I, I mean, I could go from, you know, just being, like, I mean, Child's Play's coming out, like, the, the remake and that, yeah. and it's like, okay, great, but in the same excitement, I have, oh, Toy Story 4's coming out, so, like, <laughs> go figure, like, yeah which which is kind of funny, because it's like, they're both, like, technically doll movies, or, like, toy movies, but, I mean, you get it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. another one, Ma, Ma looks good, too, okay, cool, awesome, <laughs> there, like, so you have, like, multiple options that's cool from, and that's what i like okay yeah. now one of the you know you you've been getting a lot of uh recognition for being uh, participating in lucha underground uh okay first of all how did that even occur like how did how did you end up becoming part of lucha underground well you, you know it was um honestly it was a phone call it was the most random out of the blue like, who's calling me? I'm not answering phone call. <laughs> you know, that type Get of thing. Get a couple of those. And, uh, and they, um, they left a message saying, you know, this is, who, who called me? Marty Fortney. Marty Fortney, who was obviously Lucha Underground's a, uh, a, you know, TV show based on wrestling. So he used the term casting director, and I was kind of like, 
okay, well, I didn't know it was going to be like a TV show. So yeah. And they're like, okay, well, these, this promoter don't know terms, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it should be fun. Um, but okay. Uh, and then I called him back and we just started talking and he brought me in for uh, um, a... Uh, uh, Screen what test? Am I, audition? Am I on? Or not, not an audition. A, Screen uh, test? Right, read through? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I guess it was an audition. Let's just call it an audition, okay. I guess, because it, was, it wasn't it was a tryout. Yeah. But he called it, like, a, yeah, like, we'll just come in and have you read some lines. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. So I went in, and he, it was, it's so funny to look back at what he was asking me to talk about, mm-hmm. because at the time, he was talking about Dario Cueto, and this was before... They, they're, you know, anybody knew who or what a Dario Cueto was. Right. So I'm sitting there like Dario Cueto. Like I, I think I even like had to ask him like four times. Like how, how do you say it? Dario <laughs> Cueto? Is it Cueto or what? Okay, okay, cool. Let's try again. Um. So, um, he brought me in for that, and then it was one of those. Okay, cool. Well, we're we're gonna start filming within the next few months. We'll be in touch. Okay, cool. Now. Uh, keep in mind, um, I've known Marty Elias for, I mean, since my, since I started wrestling, mm-hmm. like he's always been around, um, and we became friends. So over the time, um, you know, I had asked him, I think I even asked him like, Hey, have you heard about this, this Lucha Underground show coming out? Do you want me to see if they need a ref? And he was like, I'm already a ref there. I'm like, oh, well, cool. <laughs> like, sorry for wanting to help. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't know. But I was just looking out for my buddy, you know. Yeah. And, um, which I believe he, he, was, he was probably the one, he, he won't admit anything like this, but he, he was the one who probably was like, hey, take a look at this kid. Like, here's his phone number, give him a call, and at least, at least look at him. Yeah. Wow, fans, you know what? Um, I really enjoyed that interview. Uh, I know you you probably enjoyed it too, Elio, but uh, we're going to hear the rest of it next week, the last uh, 20 minutes of it. Uh, Right now, we're going to go to a quick uh, commercial break, and uh, when we get back, we're going to look at the uh, NJPW Super Tournament, the Super Juniors Tournament. My goodness. I've been watching a lot of this. We're going to talk about it uh, when I get back. All right. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! This is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Okay, folks. Wow. Welcome back. You know what? We are still in the midst of a major tournament going on in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that is the best of Super t- Super Juniors. Boy, there's this. There's also the best of Super Tag, and super, but this is the best of Super Juniors. And you know, we went over the first couple nights uh, last episode. Uh, this episode, I'm just going to talk about some of the of who's going really hard right now, who's really making a big difference here in this thing. Um, some of the matches that I would suggest fans uh, to take a look at. Uh, on night four, Will Ospreay versus Rocky Romero. 
That was a great match, yes. Uh, On night five, I would say take a look at Dragon Lee versus uh, Gresham. That was an interesting match. Night six, I'm going to go with, uh, well, I liked El Phantasmo versus Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay versus Yo. Two really great matches. Um, On night seven, uh, night seven is really good. That whole card, instead of doing a whole bunch of those like – you know, like tag team matches. They did just tournament matches. So there were 10 matches, both A and B blocks. Um, on there, there was uh, Yo defeating Rocky Romero was an awesome match. Um, and I would say take a look at El Fantasmo defeating Will Ospreay. Um, now, as we get up now, we're almost at the end of the tournament. Um, there have been a lot of... Well, by this time, it kind of weeds out. There are guys who have been eliminated now. Uh, statistically, they have no chance of making it. There are guys who are definitely so far in the front running that they have got to be the guys that you want to keep your eyes out. So let's talk about the guys who are really at the top of the game right now. Okay. okay. In block A, definitely Shingo. Shingo has not lost a match. Oh, wow. Okay. I was just about to ask how he's uh, been doing. Now, not only has he not lost a match, but he <laughs> also has not one time in this tournament looked like he was going to lose a match. Wow. He has been that dominant in his block. Hmm. Um, another person in that block that I think that had done tremendously well was uh, Sho uh, of Rapongi 3K. Uh, he lost to Shingo in the first night, but he had some tremendously good, like you remembered his matches, you know? Um, he had an unfortunate loss against Kanemaru where, you know, in Japan, New Japan, they give a 20 count. Yep. And if, and if one of the wrestlers gets in before the 20 count and the other wrestler doesn't, then that wrestler loses. Uh, during this match, Kanemaru and Sho were fighting in the audience. Uh, Sho gets knocked down. So Kanemaru races back. The referee's counting. Instead of hopping in and stopping the count, mm-hmm. Kanemaru waits. As Sho is running towards the ring, he grabs one of the young boys, throws him into Sho, and then jumps in the ring and gets the 20 count victory. Oh, wow. Okay. Kind of sneaky. Kind of sneaky. Um, but yeah, show looking good. Uh, Taka had a, has had a really poor tournament. Taka Michinoku has not won one match the entire thing. Um, I expected him to maybe score a victory here or there, <laughs> but uh, not so much. At, at, least, <laughs> at, least over, um, at least over Tiger Mask. Well, you know what? Tiger Mask has a... He did, for his age and... And stuff. He he did rather well this year. I'm going to give him that. I mean, he um, he had a very good outing here, and mm-hmm. uh, I you know he does he has this kind of like history of starting very strong and then maybe sometimes not so strong. But he did really well. Um, Jonathan Gresham, I expected a lot more in this tournament. He didn't mm-hmm. do all that great. Uh, mm-hmm. Titan, or as they call him, Teton, uh, Teton do, has done very poorly. Um, Dragon Lee has done okay. He's taken a few pins, which means that he's going to have to defend his, his belt because he is the current champion, the junior okay. champion. Right. He'll have to defend his belt against the guys he lost to. And the one guy who I thought was a very big disappointment block A for me was Ishimori. The Bone Soldier, there were days he looked good and days he just looked terrible in there. And he's had a very half-assed tournament here, and it hasn't really done much for him. And Marty Skrull, Marty Skrull has been well. He hasn't been really the presence that you thought he might be. Instead, he just seems to be kind of goofing off a lot, not really caring where he gets. Uh, he definitely, I don't think, will make it to the finals. In Block B, let's take a look at the, the 10 guys in there. Um, 
Ren Narita. Ren Narita has not. He has not won any matches. He has zero points. Mm-hmm. However, he's a young lion. Yeah. And that's kind of expected, you know. But he has actually done really well. Uh, the match with him against uh, Rocky Romero and him against Will Ospreay just showed that this guy is probably ready to go on excursion. You know, he looked really good in there. Mm-hmm. Um, guy who surprised me, Robbie Eagles. Um, <clears throat> the first time I saw Robbie Eagles, I wasn't too sold on this dude. Uh, as this tournament got, has gone on, He's a very good, interesting, different style of wrestler. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed what he's done in there. Uh, Yo has really stepped up in the fact that most people would always say when it comes to Sho and Yo, Sho is the better one and Yo is just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yo has really risen in this tournament to, to read really well. Bandito has kind of, oh, he's kind of been in the same as like as like uh, Dragon Lee, where some dates he's good, some nights he's not. You know, it's... He hasn't had that strong of a showing here, you know? Right. Um, Bushi has had weak showing this year. Uh, I expect more out of him being a veteran and stuff, but he's taken a lot more pins than wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky Romero, he's been exact. He's been fun. I want to see more Rocky Romero. He doesn't really do a lot of wrestling in New Japan these days. He does lots of more backstage stuff. He was so fun watching any match he was in in this tournament. Uh, Taguchi, he seems to be taking it seriously. But, you know, he's just going to re- devolve into, like, you know, his goofiness. silliness. Yeah. His, yeah. Um, he's had a pretty good tournament. He's only lost one match so far. Okay. Um, Dookie. Or du- I'm not sure how you say his name. but Dookie. 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 I think it's Dookie. Dookie. I want to say Dookie, he- but it's uh, Dookie, I think it is. I, I, Dookie's like a piece of poop. I don't think it's Dookie. <laughs> um, Dookie. He has been very different than most of the wrestlers in there. His his whole style is very different, which has made him interesting. Uh, it's made him stand out, and that's the point of this. Okay, He hasn't got barely any wins, but he's stood out for his very different look, his very different wrestling style, which is more Mexican than Japanese, which is kind of neat to see in a Japanese wrestler. Okay. And uh, Will Ospreay. Man, Will Ospreay has made everyone look like a million bucks. Everyone he's wrestled, his matches... Have, I've probably told you to watch more Will Ospreay matches than any other yep. person in this tournament. That Oz couldn't uh, that he does. Yeah, he does some great moves. And yep. uh, this is probably his swan song in the junior division. Most people know he's moving up to heavyweight. So, oh, okay. you know, enjoy him while you can here. And the last guy, of course, we'll talk about is El Fantasmo. Now, El Fantasmo <laughs> has only one uh, defeat so far. Oh, this guy. <laughs> but... He is he is really doing something very different. Um, he still does all his crazy athletic moves, but he's mixing in some out and out straight off cheating. Yeah, he's being you know, a heel. Blows, oh, covering geez. masks, <laughs> poke to the eyes. Jeez. Yeah, he's doing stuff that you know Japanese <laughs> wrestling fans aren't used to, uh, and it's making him be hated. I mean, he's definitely probably the most hated guy right now on the roster, oh, and he's wow. only been wrestling ten matches. You know. He's done so many dicky things in his matches. Uh, I know the guy. Uh, I know you know he's a great wrestler. Wait, so this is, is a whole need. So is yes? he is he is he done in uh in the in this uh, tournament now or or is no no oh. no he's leading block B. Okay, it, no it, no I just meant to, are his matches done in uh this part of the nope. tournament? Okay, no nope, it's there's one last match each for these guys. Okay, and uh, this will determine you know if Phantasmo wins this match. Mm-hmm. He pretty much, I think, will, his next match, he will definitely win Block B, and that'll put him against Shingo in the in the main event for the for the tournament. Oh, that's gonna be a hard one to pick. 
Yeah, I you know I'm almost gonna have to go with Shingo. Shingo has looked. Now you know what? I think Shingo has looked dominant. He has looked. He has looked better than anybody. But I don't think he necessarily even needs to win this tournament. I mean, he is a made guy. Yeah, but people f- know him. People love him. He's over with people. And and, uh, and Fantasma with all his cheating lately, so I can see him pulling out the victory. Yeah, you know what? I can see him cheating his way in, and I think I think El Fantasmo needs it more. You know, he's new. Mm-hmm. He needs uh he needs a bit of look at, and yep. uh, I I think my prediction I, I picked him off the beginning, I picked him or Shingo. I think that he's going to beat Shingo in the finals. Okay, if they make the finals, there's still a chance that it could be Will Osprey versus Shingo. Right. So if that's the case, I'm going to go Shingo. If it's Will Osprey versus Shingo, I go Shingo. If it's Shingo versus Al Fantasmo, I'm going Al Fantasmo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have the finals to look forward to next week, folks. We'll be reporting on it next week, uh, including a crazy uh, match where we're going to see Juice Robinson putting his United States Championship against John Moxley. So that is going to be really cool to see too. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be good. Now you know what, fans. We had so much stuff to talk about this week. We didn't really have time to talk about MLW Impact, uh, NXT UK. Oh, don't give me started Impact. RROH. Now, all I can say is, really quickly, uh, NXT UK had a really great Walter versus um, Pete Dunne rematch with Walter. Yep, and we saw the uh, formation of, and we saw the formation of a new faction. Yep. Y- yep. And uh, over at Impact, well, it was crap as usual, uh, <laughs> including my God, a reunion of Tommy Dreamer. Oh my um, God, Sabu and uh, Rob Van Dam. Like we need oh to see that. Oh my again. God. Uh, Oliver and ROH, Kenny King uh, got a, a surprising victory over Jay Lethal. So let's see where that goes. And MLW, I got to say, would have been if we talked about the whole show. I found it a very fo- solid, enjoyable show this week. Uh, they really pushed Contra. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Contra Contra did so much stuff during this. You know, they, they attacked Low Key. They laid him out. They uh, attacked the Lucha Brothers and... Uh, in, in the back and threw fireballs in their face. What is uh, it with Contra? Like, I don't, I still don't get it. I still don't get it either. <laughs> I don't get it. They even went so far as to talk, attack uh, Tom Lawler after he defended the belt. So they re- it was a very heavy uh, Contra. Um, oh, there is somebody I need to put in the book. Oh. That, uh, appeared oh. on MLW. And we'll talk about it when we get to the book, okay? Okay. Um, so... Uh, we, I think if we had talked about the shows, I'm pretty sure MLW would have edged out. Although this time NXT UK was very strong this week. It Impact was actually they had some pretty good wrestling there, and uh, the backstage yeah. stuff was was not that bad. It was tolerable. I, it was tolerable. I, I have to say, I'm impressed. James Drake has a voice. I who knew? Who knew? <laughs> um, like I said, Impact was poor, and ROH well it was some good wrestling. So. It's that time of the day where we click around and we talk about the Book of Shame. The what book. Is the, book? the book. What is the book? Well, if there's something that you do as a wrestler or somebody attached to wrestling as an announcer, as a backstage personality, I don't care if you're the ring bell person. If you are such an idiot that you do something stupid, disgusting, idiotic that just make me and Ilio cringe, well... <laughs> you make it to the Book of Shame. Open up that Book of Shame and read who we got this so far in there, buddy. So far we have, in the Book of Shame, we have El Hio de Los Angeles Park. Boo. The Christmas tree death guy. Nah, you're stuck in there. El Hijo de Los Angeles Park. 
fan facade. <laughs> facade. <laughs> uh, I don't think you'll ever leave there. You you were one of the first guys to make me visibly cringe when you uh, walked down. So that word that begins with F. Oh, that word stays in there. That is a horrible made-up word. I never want to hear it. It stays. Uh, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc, gross. You gross me out, buddy. All that deathmatch crap. Until I can see some real wrestling without a staple gun and ridiculous finger-cutting, you're in there. Although you didn't process it with the way you did talk to Tommy Dreamer, so that's... that's There's that, but then he used a staple gun to do it, so... (laughs) That's true, okay. Uh... (laughs) Madman Fulton. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen him for a while, but just the fact you hang out with OVW or OVE makes you uh, makes you in the book. Well, maybe he did train in OVW. Yeah, he might have trained that <laughs> uh, Miguel Cole. Oh, that dirty sock rag. Was he a sock? No, whatever he is. Yeah, he stays. I, I, you make fun of Canadian money. You're 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 dead to me, Miguel. Nigel McGinnis. Nigel McGuinness. I don't think you're ever going to come out there. You cannot imagine how disappointed. I used to be such a Nigel McGuinness fan, but you are the worst commentator. You are the Renee Young of NXT UK. No, I don't know if you caught uh, what he uh, said this week. Which part annoyed you? Because a lot of the crap. Uh, <laughs> Noam Dar's finisher. Oh, what did he call it? The Nova Rola. The Nova Rola? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sure. It's it's just a pump. It's it's a pump kick to the face. He calls it no, the Nova Rola. The Nova Rola. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, that's why you're in there, buddy. <laughs> then we had we have Sammy Callahan. Ugh. Ugh. Now you told me that you had maybe an asterisk to add. To I something. do have. You know what? There's one asterisk. I might have to add another one after what I saw this week. Sammy what did Callahan. You see this week? Just when I think you can get more disgusting, you somehow managed to find a way to do it. He ate pretty much. He ate a snot. Oh, <laughs> that's, oh. <laughs> that's the only oh. way I can put it. Oh god damn! Yeah, give him two asterisks. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was just you know. It was just disgusting. I'm like, okay, uh, that's it. You're in the book. Uh, you can't get any <laughs> further in the book. The Chris brothers. All oh, those jokes. Yeah, they're definitely in the book. Then we have the hunt. Oh, you guys are like cartoon midget men. Yeah, you're in the book. And then we have Tommy Dreamer. Well, yeah, Tommy Dreamer's <laughs> going to be in there until the day he dies. So that's the, that's the book of shame. So who do we have uh, this week? Okay, this week. Are you ready? <coughs> I'm ready. I am going to add into this week. On MLW, they have some backstage um, African-American lady who was doing updates. And, dude, she was even as bad as an actor as when they had that doctor on there. Oh no! Yeah, she was just like, "Oh, it's terrible." The Lucha Brothers got a fireball in the face. Oh, man, <laughs> this isn't wrestling. This is terrible. That's not. Like, that's not so fake. I know. And then my wife looks over and she's like, she just happened to be watching something else or do something. Pat, she looks over and she's like, "That is the worst actress, <laughs> I've, worst acting I've ever heard." I can like, see her was, just rolling her eyes right now at that at that bad acting. Yeah, I'm actually going to go back and get her name so we can officially name her. But yeah, it's that chick from MLW this week, the backstage girl. Okay. Do you have anybody? I uh, know that was uh, that was mine. Sammy Callahan's uh, second asterisk. He's got two uh, asterisks next to his name. All right. So, folks, there you have it. The Book of Shame. 
You're going to be shameful. You're going to be disgusting. You're going to be idiotic. You're going to make us cringe. Well, then you're going to be in the book. I'm sorry. You're going to make the book. I'm sorry. That was the only way I could describe what uh, Tommy, what uh, Sammy Callahan did on Impact. It was just gross. Yeah. Well, Sammy, Sammy Callahan is just gross. I mean, not even Mance Warner can save you, buddy. (laughs) Well, well, you know what? We had a a fun, uh, a fun episode this week. We did. It was fun. Every Um, episode's fun. Yeah, that is true. You know what? Uh, sorry we didn't get to cover some of our regular shows, but they're still out there, fans. Go look them up. Mm-hmm. Impact, uh, ROH, MLW. MLW still winning kind of the race if there was one between the four companies that we cover every week for shows. Yep. Uh, New Japan, that tournament is still on. There's still a couple more uh, matches left. Check it out. There's been some tremendously fun wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elio? As awesome. always, a pleasure. The, the interview we had, I hope you I hope you enjoy it when you get to hear it. Okay. And uh, fans, next week we'll have part two of our interview. Uh, we'll be back talking about all our regular shows, probably recapping the end of the Super Junior Tournament. And my God, if you think the Super Junior Tournament was a long coverage, wait till we get to G1 this year. Oh, that's going to be a long one, man. It's going to be a long one, but you know but what? I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm just the idiot to stay up every night and watch it in Japanese at 5 in the morning. So, folks, thank you. I want to send a special thank you to our American and Canadian friends. But we also don't forget our friends in Europe, from England, Germany, Ireland, Mm -hmm. from France. We also thank all of our friends across the world in Australia. And even a special thank you to our Russian friends. A big privyet to all you out there. And uh, we look forward to scouring the world once more and finding and talking about some really darn good wrestling. Elio, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I've been your uh, your host this week, the legend T. James Logan. I'm here with my good friend, Elio Canella. Elio, say goodnight to the good people. Good night, fans, and we will talk to you all next week.